Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson, and today I have Dr. Stephen Farmer joining me today. We're going to be talking all about animal spirit guides and his latest book, Animals, Personal Tales of Encounters with Spirit Animals and Messages from the Ancestors Oracle Card Deck also. But let me go ahead and read you Dr. Farmer's biography here. So Dr. Stephen Farmer is a licensed psychotherapist, soul healer, and author of several best-selling books and oracle cards, including Animal Spirit Guides, Earth Magic, Earth Magic Oracle Cards, Children's Spirit Animal Cards, Healing Ancestral Trauma, and the recently released Shaman's Path Cards. Dr. Farmer offers individual consultations and relationship counseling in person or remotely by phone or Zoom. Drawing from his wealth of training and experience as a psychotherapist, shamanic healer, and trauma recovery specialist, he offers a popular individualized spiritual mentorship and life coaching program and serves on the board of the Society of Shamanic Practice. Dr. Farmer, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks, Liz. Uh, Great to be here with you. It's great to have you. I'm super excited to hear all about this new book. And I'm sure that most people know you, but just in case they don't, is there anything that you would like to share about yourself and your journey up until this moment right now? Uh, Good question. Yeah, the uh, progression, you know, if I look back on the progression, you know, of where my path has taken me, it's it's just fascinating to me because I think the first half of the life half of one's life typically you know we're bouncing around and then we come into some awareness of the broad category of spirituality and i was definitely called to that um and it's typical i think of probably a lot of your listeners as well it happened to me as it came after a period of suffering you know i think we go through life and we experience there's there's nobody that hasn't experienced some suffering i mean let's start with the birth you know <laughs> That yeah. could be pretty painful for both mom and baby, but there are periods in our life where uh, out of the suffering too, I think comes some other gift, you know, if we're able to live and survive through the suffering to whatever degree that occurred. So, yeah, you know, I paid my dues, Liz, let's put it that way. And uh, I found that uh, an augmentation, you mentioned soul healer, and I, I would I want to correct that ultimately as shamanic practitioner, but also that Sure. The two are compatible, soul healer, shamanic practitioner, as well as a psychotherapist. And I discovered, um, oh, God, it's been probably 25 plus years ago. Uh, I had a very active therapy practice, you know, I was pretty good at it. You know, people kept showing up. That's that's why I say that. And uh, uh, I was, my partner at the time gave me a book called The Way of the Shaman by Michael Harner who I believe is the one individual most responsible for for bringing shamanism into contemporary culture. Others have certainly followed. Um, but I took, a, of all things, a two-day course. It was just an introductory course. But it called to my soul. You know, it spoke to me. So I took the two-day course. I scrambled after that for a few years, taking other kinds of trainings. I feel it really felt like I, it felt home to me, and this was like the next step in my in my work. Well, uh, all, and then what happened is I'd written some books as a therapist, one of which has been revised and uh, as a 25 year anniversary. One of my first, well, actually my very first book, and the others I just let them go because they're just not as relevant. Um, and then I didn't write for a number of years, and then shamanism grabbed a hold of me, and uh, through a number of circumstances and such, uh, I started writing themes that were sort of extracted from shamanism, but not exclusive, such as sacred ceremony, uh, earth magic, and then uh, what we're going to be talking about today is uh, anim- uh, spirit animals. And so uh, I wrote a book called Power Animals. And uh, then the next book was Animal Spirit Guides, and then some Oracle cards, one, two, three, four. 
sets of oracle cards, three of which are related to spirit animals. So, uh, you know, I, I am uh, definitely uh, known for spirit animals. And then what that has led to is this latest book that you mentioned that is just, it's actually going to be released uh, or has been released on July, July, how's that? January 11th. It was, that's my birthday. So oh, it's a nice great. birthday. It's a nice birthday. It was a nice birthday present. Uh, the book is a different sort of book, and I was approached by the publisher and invited to participate. And um, it, its full title is Animals, Personal Tales of Encounters with Spirit Animals. And uh, I got to say, Liz, it's very unique in that I did the front and the back chapters, and I contributed one of the stories, but it's a book of stories, just like it sounds, tales. Several people submitted articles, pieces about their experiences with spirit animals. And out of those, I think it was culled down, I think about 15 or so different stories. And some of them are just uh, so touching and some are just amazing. And some you might go, well, of course, but most of them like, I have that kind of wow experience. You know, when you read the stories, they're really great. And I am really pleased to be sort of the the uh, uh, the known quantity in all this. You know, the other people have their own thing going, animal communicators and such. But you know, uh, I'm the spirit animal guy, I guess you could say. So out of shamanism, that's one of the things that really you know grabbed hold of me. I thought this is something that you don't have to be interested or called to shamanism or shamanic practice. You know, to work with spirit animals. That's the beauty of it. It's like the first book in the genre, Sacred Ceremony. It wasn't like, oh, this is for anybody on the shamanic. No, no, no. It's for, come on, let's bring ceremony back into our lives, you know, more yes. prominently, honoring uh, the great mystery, you know, in, so, in some ways uh, around, let's say, the moon cycles, the seasonal cycles, you know, transitions that take place. Anyway, that's kind of a encapsulation, you know, of the path that's led me to being here today. And... Um, the only other thing I would say about it is I feel very, very grateful. You know, every day I feel very grateful that I've been called to do this and um, and I've done it. You know, I've responded. I heard the call and some people, I guess, hear the call and they don't do anything with it. But mm -hmm. I heard the call and uh, it, it really has uh, served many people well from the feedback I get. And, you know, more importantly, it's just this is what I'm, I'm here to do. I know it. This is what I'm here to do, and I'm doing it. And we're so glad you did, Dr. Farmer. Thank you so much for your contribution over the years. It's been oh, delightful. And I can't wait um, to read your new book and see your new deck of Oracle cards. I'm super excited about that. So let's dive into shamanism a little bit since we're on the topic, because it really is a way to commune with spirit, to commune with nature, to have a relationship or a collaboration with nature and with spirit. Do you want to discuss that a little bit for us? Oh, absolutely. It's, um, it's sort of, how should I say, taken hold in the term that I, I really don't like, the new age arena, because it's really old age. You know, it's things that mm -hmm. are, uh, for, for instance, remembering, you know, our relationship, deeply remembering, embodying that, truth that we are related to all beings on this planet, that they truly are relatives, that that large stone out there in the desert, that's a relative to the cloud people, their relatives, the animal people pertaining to what we're uh, talking about here are relatives. And shamanism addresses that very, very directly. It is uh, primarily a healing methodology that's been on the planet probably as long as human beings have walked the planet. The gift of the shaman is, or shamanic practitioner too, and I'll make that distinction in a minute. The gift of the shaman really is to uh, develop a relationship with uh, any number of spirit guides and seek their help and their guidance and bring that back into community, the tribe or whatever is, whether it's for an individual, a family, or the community itself or even the larger whole of the planet, of the population of the planet. <clears throat> so um, 
in addition to it being a healing methodology that's been on the planet around for a long time, you know, at least a couple hundred thousand years since uh, some chimpanzee got up and started walking on two legs. Um, it, that was the go-to person and, and is in indigenous people today. That's the go-to person for whatever ails you. And then they will use ceremony, uh, receive information from their guides, may work with herbs, etc., to achieve a healing and or a cure, you know, for that person. I think the introduction of shamanism, which again has been adopted by a lot of people as part of their practice, if not their entire practice, or at least their interest is, um, it does help us uh, remember. I love that word because if you think about the opposite word, dismember, in a way we are dismembered or dissociated from a very intimate relationship with the natural world, so all of so. the natural world. You yeah, know, we really are, and we all we're we're getting that. You know that we have been. I like the word, and I, I'm a wordsmith, so I like playing with words, of course. But remember, to me, means put back together, as well as remember. You know, I'm pointing to my head here. You can't see me doing that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. To remember who we are, and you know what? It's embodied. It's in us. You know, that, that deep, deep memory, but it's been disconnected, dissociated, or forgotten. Or what I've often said is we're, for, we're a very forgetful species. You know, how can we be related to a snake? You know, how can we be related to a dog? You know, um, the ancestry goes much, much deeper than just grandma and grandpa. What did it take? This blows me away. If you just sit and contemplate this for a few breaths, look at what it took over billions and billions of years for everything to come together to create you. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that just blows my mind. It does blow my mind. Even now, as I say it, I go, wow, yeah. And so, our deepest ancestry goes way, way back, you know, to the plants, the animals and beyond, even to the elemental, the primordial uh, elements of the earth, as well as the spirit of those elements, air, earth, water, fire. So anyway, um, shamanism is a set of principles and practices that really encourage that awakening, you know, into our relationship. Simple things, you know, walking barefoot, uh, learning to uh, call on spirit guides. And again, it's not about just about shamanism, but that brings, I think, a very not only practical skills and tools that we can learn from our guides to bring forth, but also how to relate to the natural world in a different way. And one aspect of that, of course, is let's take a look at how animals that show up in our lives really not only are the animals but that they perhaps are um, representatives if you will of the spirit of that animal the hummingbird that floats in front of your face you know a foot away which i've heard more than once has happened yes well it's a hum oh isn't that cute it's a hummingbird yes that's true it is how about this though? Let's let's stretch that a little bit and assume, even for a few moments, if you want to test this out, that the hummingbird is simply representing the spirit of all hummingbirds, the collective consciousness, if you will, of all hummingbirds. There's a connection there. And that great the great mystery, great spirit, has somehow sent this hummingbird to you to bring you a message. Could be anything could be um why don't you just float for a while there stephen it could be um given that they they dip you know they uh they go for the pollen in flowers that could be a metaphor for bringing more sweetness into my life and the other one i like is because it's the only bird that can fly backwards if you watch a hummingbird they go forward backward up down left right you know all different directions maybe i need to be a little more flexible pay attention to the directions. Uh, it could be just the one I like uh, that I often get whenever I see a hummingbird in that sort of unusual way is, 
lighten up. Mm. It's hard not to smile when you see a little hummingbird, you know, with the fluttering wings. So anyway, that's a lengthy kind of uh, answer to your question, but that's what I think uh, shamanism brings and also how it's related to spirit animals. Nice. And spirit animals are such a gift. I know oftentimes when I'm working on my clients, um, I'm blessed with an office here um, at this house that I'm in right now and coyote come in, eagle come, comes in. There was a cherry tree out once I'm giving a healing and lots and lots of information was coming in from the different types of birds that were, you know, fighting over the last bit of the cherries on the tree, right? That sort of thing. Yeah, Liz, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> or in yeah. dream, you know, I've been working with spirit animals since I was um, young and, you know, had you know, certain power animals come into my dreams and give me messages and work with me there. Can you talk a little bit about how spirit animals, power animals have impacted your life and how you've worked with them over the years? Oh yeah, this absolutely. I mean, they, again, this has been a calling, you know, very clear to me. And I think that's what spirit in that way that spirit uh, works is calls you forward. And again, whether you respond or not, maybe there is free will, maybe there isn't, you know, that's always a, question to ponder. But anyway, um, the, uh, I want to make a, a 25 word or less um, statement about how do you know, a question I get a lot, how do you tell when it's a spirit animal? Well, um, the animal who shows up, like some of the ones you mentioned, either in the physical form or in the symbolic form, such as in dreams, such as uh, posters that you see, <laughs> such as somebody in the supermarket talking about that animal. So the point being is it could be the physical animal or a symbol of the animal. I'll give you like Southern California where I live, we don't see too many bears. So how could bear show up for me? Well, it would show up in a symbol, you know, whether dream or again, uh, some other representation of bear. Nice. Smokey the bear comes, you know, shows up somewhere, you know, those kind of things. So um, when an animal shows up in an unusual way, physically or symbolically, that's one criteria, and or repetitively in a short space of time. And again, I stress that could be the physical animal or a symbol of the animal. Uh, I look up and I see there's a hawk circling around, the physical hawk. And I go, well, that's curious. I just listened to this guy talk about, you know, spirit animals. I wonder if that's a spirit animal. Maybe. Not sure yet. But then again, you go to the supermarket, you have passed two people that are in the, uh, the aisle talking about hawks. That's two. You go home, you decide to sit back and watch TV for a little while, and you flip it on. It's on the animal planet. <laughs> and guess what they're talking about? Red-tailed hawks. Bingo. Okay, that's enough. You know, sometimes two is enough, but certainly three... Uh, experiences in a fairly short time is enough. And so that's, that's a good criteria for whether or not that animal that you perceive in, again, similar physical, mm -hmm. um, is, is a representative of spirit or a spirit animal. So coyote, you mentioned, uh, showing up could be just, you know, randomly maybe coyote, but showing up in an unusual way, like picking cherries off the tree or something like that. Uh, and you spot him and he looks right at you, I'd say that's unusual. You know what I mean? Again, the hummingbird that's example. A gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Liz, that's what we're looking for is the unusual and or repetitive. That's the first thing to understand. And be, I, I also to say to your listeners too, be skeptical. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with skepticism. You know, people go, well, come on, you know, isn't that new age hooey hooey? You know, something like that. <laughs> Well, drop all that, drop your beliefs and disbeliefs, you know, put them aside. You don't have to believe or disbelieve in this stuff. Try it and see what happens. Often that's what I, I preach is give it a try. See what happens, you know, it might even help mm -hmm. you in your life. And it can bring so much magic into your life too. When you start, you know, having these experiences and making these connections. Can you talk a little bit more about what that means when we start seeing them coming into our lives and how we can or what we can do to maybe figure out what is that spirit animal trying to tell us? Absolutely. Um, there's, there's a handful of different ways that you can discern the message. You know, what is the message? Um, 
again, I'll use the example, maybe coyote. And what else did you say? There was a, uh, maybe crow. You didn't say that or a dog. Oh, he says, yes. Go with <laughs> you like that, huh, Scout? Don't bark though. No bark. Go boy. Um, so uh, crow. Okay. We'll keep crow in there. So coyote, crow, hummingbird that I mentioned, mm -hmm. uh, what we're looking for is uh, repetitive and or unusual. So that's what we're looking for. So then, well, what does it mean? You know, so what? What does it mean when uh, coyote comes in? Let's use that as an example. One, um, you, I've got books, you know, you can uh, shamelessly tell you, you know, the animal spirit spirits is uh, animal spirit guide is a book that makes it real easy to look up possible messages, you know, for about, a, oh God, I forget how many are in there, but quite a few, a couple hundred possibilities and i do say possibilities so that's mm -hmm. one way or uh ted andrews i think was the first one that came something uh, came out with something like that called animal speak that's a that's a good reference too i did the animal spirit guys because i wanted it simpler you know right. let's go like encyclopedic you know he is very exhaustive in describing you know, a particular animal the spirit of it and god bless him for doing so so that's one way is a book and there are other books out there now. I know I was doing a scan just yesterday and I went, wow, this really caught on because <laughs> there's probably about a dozen that yeah, there's are many. referencing spirit animals, power animals, etc. So uh, that's one thing. The other is just do an internet search. You know, we have this wonderful tool available here. So you could um, search for a spirit animal uh, for coyote. Uh, animal spirit guides, power animals, totem animals, etc. And I'll get to that in a sec, power and totem animals. So that's another way. Another way, is, it takes a little bit of uh, reasoning, but think about the characteristics of the animal. And if you're not sure what they are, you again, the internet, look them up, look and see what the characteristics of coyote are, hummingbird, uh, of, um, of a dog, you know, or you know, any uh, dolphin, you know, some, any of those, you know, look them up, look up the characteristics. And what you can pull from that is that they, they serve as metaphors for the message to you. Example, let me, let me land on dolphin. I was just writing about this um, earlier. When you think of dolphin, just let me ask you a question if you don't mind. When you think of dolphin, just what comes to mind? Anything at all? I mean, to put you on the spot here, but just... Uh... It's funny that you mentioned dolphin because last night I was listening to something and they were talking about human hearing and vibration and frequency and how we can only hear up to, um, what is it, 16,000 you know, a baby can hear 20,000 and your dog is saying yes. And the dolphin can go upwards of 180,000 in vibration. That's, so there's information. Yes. Now, what could you possibly glean from that? You know, again, as a metaphor for dolphin spirit. Mm -hmm. You're at the beach and you see a dolphin, you know, just frolicking in the waves. Being to actually access that energy for increased frequency. Good. Right. Okay. Or, Good. you know, where am I increasing vibration and frequency in my life? Good. Excellent. Thank you, Liz. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, the, uh, there are other characteristics of dolphin. Yeah, is communication. Mm -hmm. You know, they are exquisite communicators. They, they communicate with each other. Uh, they have that, uh, the uh, similarities uh, to sonar, the clicks, click, 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 mm -hmm. that helps them navigate so they can help. Um, their message may be you need to be on course, pay attention to things around you as you as you go through or this experience, this travel that you're doing, you know, heads up, you know, pay attention. Uh, they they are also can be very playful. You know, they the what you just mentioned could mean um, to, like, yeah, I like what you said, you know, is like raise your frequency, you know, your vibration, mm -hmm. you know, um, so there's a different possibilities and what you do then is land on which one really resonates with you which one makes the most sense and resonates scout stop no sorry about that but we talked about that before the show his contribution this is important what you're saying we need to pay attention that's what he's saying yeah we talked about that like when the dog barks because you have the dog and uh, hopefully we'll keep doing it. if i do i i may have to just 
It'll scoot him out of here if he keeps doing this. Okay. But anyway, that's that's um, that's another way you can do it is to discern through analysis would be the best way to say it as to what the metaphor is for the message that that it becomes the message for you. Now that's three out of four. Mm -hmm. Number four, that's the key. Because as you enter into this uh, realm of communication from spirit animals, what I typically encourage people to do when I've done classes and workshops and such, I, I give the three possibilities, but then I say, here's number four, you know, work with the others too for a while. That's okay too. Or you, another would be Oracle cards and not just mine, but there are other Oracle cards with spirit animals, etc. Um, to, to discern the message, but here's the deal. How about this? How about direct communication? direct revelation. One of the principles, excuse me, a hiccup. One of the uh, foundational principles of any shamanic work is direct revelation. That we go to the spirits of nature, for instance, the tree. Oh, it's not just a tree. It's also representative of tree spirit. What do the clouds say? You know, what the, I have a dear friend, Cherokee medicine woman out in Eastern Colorado. She, her and her husband have a buffalo ranch and she goes out every day and listens what is spirit speaking to her and what's the vehicle for that communication then she comes in and she'll write up what she receives and then sends it out it's beautiful she does this she's done this for every year for 30 years or something like this with a, only skipping a few days here and there so i want to say to everybody who's listening you can do this you know this number four and what you do is you get, let's say, again, I'll use some of the examples like coyote. It may be a completely different message than what you might read on the internet or in a book. It could be, so be open to that. What you do is you take a breath, get yourself settled into a receptive position, a receptive place, close your eyes and then send telepathically the inquiry to that spirit animal. What's the message that you have for me? Then pay attention to what you see, what you hear, and sensations you feel. Whether those are um, you, what you see in your mind's eye, what you see out here. What we hear, the dog barking at a certain point, outside as well as inside the inner voice. I have a great little shirt my wife got me. I've not been brave enough to wear it yet, but it says, I am a writer. I make the voices in my head work for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, great. so hearing inside, what's that inner voice say? Or is there something going on externally after you ask the question? Sensations in your body, my legs start twitching. That means I need to walk more or I need to move, you know, mm -hmm. something like that. Or I'm clamping down in my gut, you know, and the message is relax, let it go, you know, whatever it might be. Um, a combination of those two is often called uh, claircognizance or cognitive. And what I've deduced so far, and it, uh, I'm no pretending I'm right, but it's really a combination of sensations and um, hearing. You know, we talk about it as a gut feeling. Yeah, that clear knowing. Or, yeah, that yeah, that clear cognitive or clear knowing. Clear, clear knowing. So it doesn't matter, but any or all of those nice. will provide a message. Once you set it up with a sincere question, what's the message you have for me? And then you just zip the lip open and see what comes in at that point. And sometimes you'll get replica... Um, um, what am I looking for? You'll get confirmation, you know, that message. So you go out in the world, you get a message that uh, Coyote is saying, beware of deception. And then somebody comes to mind you're thinking of that you don't have a close friendship with, but you're, you're doing some kind of deals with the person. And you're going, hmm, maybe I need to pay attention to this. You know, sometimes Coyote, right or wrong, is mislabeled or labeled as the trickster. Mm -hmm. And coyotes have been uh, observed. What they'll do is they'll go and get stung by a cactus, for instance, sniffing around. 
And what they'll do is they'll they'll yelp and, and then go back to the cactus and get stung again. That's another <laughs> another characteristic <laughs> of coyotes as a physical animal. So be careful, you know, be more careful, be more attentive, etc. So that's that's one of the best, not the best way, but I see that's an alternative, you know, that, that with practice you begin to trust the messages that you receive, Liz. And again, confirmation helps, but it's not necessary. But again, the hummingbird could mean a few different things. And a hummingbird, it, it doesn't have to mean to enjoy the sweetness more, bring more sweetness in your life, you know, be more flexible, you know, lighten up, etc. It could be something of an ancestor, a deceased loved one. That ha it makes me a little emotional to think of that, but it's true. I've heard story after story of this. In fact, in fact, speaking of dolphins, that was a piece I was working on late, uh, just a few minutes or a while ago. Um, Melody, that's not a real name, but she had just, her father had just died. So she went down to the beach over here at Laguna Beach and was walking along, strolling along, just minding her own business. And something caught her attention out the ocean. And she looked and it was a dolphin that was tracking her. Wow. Yeah. And she just knew again, that clairnoying just knew that that was a messenger from her father. And again and again, perhaps you've heard these two stories of this is, you know, visitations could be dream, dream time too. Yeah. Visitation from a spirit animal. It's basically saying mom or dad, they're okay. We're doing okay here. Just want to let you know. So go out and play a little bit more, you know, frolic in the waves, you know, that sort of thing, whatever it may be. So that's another and that's way so beautiful, that those moments. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it really is a gift too. And uh, beyond shamanism, like this is something that everybody yeah. can tap into because we have a relationship with nature, right? We have a relationship with the wildlife, you know, that's around us. Yeah. Yeah. And I, uh, when, um, when this comes up in a, a workshop or a class or online or otherwise, or with an individual, the other thing I bring up is a, a principle called reciprocity uh, from the root word reciprocate. And um, a book I read recently, a wonderful book I recommend to everybody listening is Braiding Sweetgrass mm. by Robin Wall Kimmerer. Robin Kimmer Kimmerer. <laughs> Uh, just remember braiding sweetgrass, but she talks a lot about that term and it really stuck with me. It's reciprocity. <clears throat> There's another way to say an exchange, etc. but we are receiving these wonderful gifts from the animals and the, as representatives of the spirit animals. So I often say one thing you can do is do a give back, you know, or practice reciprocity. When you get a gift like that, do maybe you could volunteer some time at Humane Society or a shelter. You could take on a rescue pet. You could donate money if, if that's a different way of expressing your gratitude you know, for these messages that come through. I committed two of my books. I committed um, a certain portion of my royalties you know, to uh, Humane Society of the U.S. because they're doing some awesome. work. And Defenders of Wildlife, which uh, they're... They, focus a lot on wolves and what's going on with wolves that are, again, sorry, sorry to say, but are being decimated, you know, but, yeah. but protecting them, working, uh, they're, they're, it's a really worthwhile, and I've checked these out, you know, it's like the money go where it needs to go, you know, and yes, it does, you know, they have to pay staff and all that, but basically mm -hmm. the bulk of what is donated by various people, Amazon's great too, because you can check off a, on a checklist, you know, where you want some of the money to go to. And those, those two are not the only, I mean, there's NRDC, National Resource, Resource Defense Council, you know, do your research on that, but there's others, if, if uh, other animal rights organizations, etc., that are very reputable. So that principle of reciprocity, Liz, is, I think is really important in many ways. If I go out to tree and do a, let's say a release ceremony with the help of not only the physical tree, but tree spirit, I bring something you know, sacred tobacco, not cigarette tobacco, you know, mm -hmm. sacred tobacco that hasn't been all polluted and chemicalized and such like that, or uh, crumbles some sage, you know, but the idea, the gesture itself with sincerity saying, thank you, 
is really what counts, not how much money you donate to Humane Society or something like that. It's the sincerity of your gesture. If it's $10, you know, I've known children that will get donate, you know, to the Humane Society, you know, out of their allowance. They'll take a certain portion. So I stress that, you know, often in working with spirit animals is get back. You know, they do so much for us, so much. That's beautiful, Dr. Farmer, and so much. So like it grows that relationship where you're showing appreciation and gratitude for the communing together. You know, with yeah. spirit and nature. Yeah. You want to try some? Sure. Okay. Yeah, just for fun. Let's see what happens. You know, you mentioned yeah, coyote. For some reason, I keep circling back to coyote. So let's try that. We'll both do it. Okay, I'll do it with mm -hmm. you. And so, uh, gang, we're going to be silent just for a few moments. Okay, we don't like you know airtime is <laughs> dead, but we'll keep it. We'll get to it as fast as possible. Let's both do this exercise. Okay. And I'm going to ask on your behalf, and you ask that the experience when you saw that coyote, that's a representation of the spirit animal. So let's both do this and say, Coyote, what message do you have for Liz? <laughs> I love that. It's a big message. <laughs> He's already contributing. That's fantastic. Okay, let's cue that up again. Sorry about that, but it's showbiz, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so breath and refocus. What's Coyote's message? That's our question. What's Coyote's message for Liz? Okay, good, good, good. Got something. I got something already, so I don't have to wait. I'll wait, though, for you. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, um, here's here's how here's what I got, and then this is the message that I pulled. First, I got a visual, you know, in my um, in my brain, I got a visual, you know, behind the back of my eyelids, and it was Coyote right close up to you, looking fierce but not threatening. Eyes were really focused, sort of like where my head goes down, you know. Eyes were really focused. And the message that I heard in conjunction with the image was for you to be fierce. You know, not mean, nasty and all that, but just mm -hmm. fierce. Um, related to that was when I, when I saw the image that, um, of protection, that it wasn't just about, it was about you when you need protection to call on Coyote. You know, they won't, that coyote won't fail you. So good. That's a, that's what I got. And that was quick. So how about you? What'd you get? I love that. When I asked, I closed my eyes and I went to two images. One was um, one day I was laying on the deck and I just happened to open my eyes right at the right moment to see these coyotes coming across the field and right at like looking at me. So it's interesting that you describe that. Right. And that. Synchronicity. Yeah. Uh -huh. And that reminded me of that intuition, that part of myself that just knows when to look like the deer grazing in the field, when it just knows to look up when there's a predator near, like before the predators even like making eye contact even maybe. Right. And yeah. then there was another image that popped in of when I was watching the coyotes hunt after the field was mowed and they were pouncing you know, on the voles and the mice and, you know, grabbing them and eating them and um, just how playful they were and how they were working together and watching out for each other and just out, you know, foraging and being themselves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those were two images okay. that came to mind. Beautiful. Are they, let me ask you, do they resonate with you in some way? They do. And um, when I had started seeing them in the yard, um, I also started dreaming about them and had a beautiful dream where I'm sitting in a desert and um, there's my mountain lion cougar, you know, standing next to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I walk into a building, you know, and there's a coyote. there pointing at something like inside the building, which was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you got it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, listeners, this, those are a couple of examples, you know, of how, you can actually work with this and the the key here too and you're very practiced at this i realize that too liz um 
but it was a good demonstration too of really trusting what you get. You know, I, as I often say, don't, don't try to figure it out right away. Just trust what you get, like report it first, you know, report it, write it down mm -hmm. something and you can ponder it if you need to, or contemplate it. And uh, what'll happen if you, when you do is that, ah, that little light will turn on you. That one that's just above your head in the cartoons. I love that. <laughs> a little light of insight will turn on. So that was a good, thank you for playing too. Thank you for going along with this. Thank you. That was a fun exercise. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to do it. Just pause for a sec. You know, when an animal comes to you in that way, symbolically or physically, just see what's going on. Check it out. It's worth it because spirit wants to help us and wants to support us. The ancestors want to support us. They they are supporting us on our life path. It's a matter of employing those. Uh, you you could I guess you'd say methodologies such as this mm -hmm. that really help support um, you on your purpose and your life path uh, through the different ways that spirit uh, communicates with you. It's not the only way, but it's a pretty darn good one. Mm -hmm. You know, try it out. Plus, I tend to be more, I'm a triple earth sign. So, you know, I tend to work a little bit more with earth spirits. I do work with archangels, specifically Archangel Michael, uh, but yeah. I'm not as attuned uh, to the celestial in that way. Uh, I uh, ancestors, yes, ancestors have become a big thing. I wrote a book on it. I've got the cards, etc. But animals is like a pervasive thread. You know, the spirit animals and understanding the messages that they bring has been a pervasive thread in my life as well as in my teachings and my work. Um, you can't go wrong. You really can't go wrong. You know? And if you're not sure, take a guess. You know, or look it up, or do one of these other things. But try out getting the message, like we just worked with here and we, and you did, you demonstrated so well, you can, a lot of good visuals there. And then the visuals translated to a, a, a hearing message. You could hear the message as well. So, um, you know, I had a, uh, I'm going to share an experience. I thought earlier today, um, well, a couple experiences, uh, and again, referencing the book, um, animals, you know, personal tales of encounters with spirit animals. Uh, there are some great stories in there that I could relay some of those, but I'll tell you a personal story since that's the title of the book, Personal Tales. Uh, it hasn't happened lately, but uh, I'd say probably about a year or so ago for over a period of almost three weeks, almost every evening when I would take my dog, which was one dog at the time, out for a walk in the after dusk and it was uh, already dark. I remember walking out that one day and I hear this. I went, cool. So I went. And uh, I swear to God, this happened. This happened over the period of about three to four weeks, about, I won't say every night, but almost every night that we would sing to each other, the owl and I. And the second night, what happened is I live in a fairly suburban area here in Dana Point, California. Um, I took my dog to the park and it was dark already. And I sang to the owl and owl and she sang to me back and forth all the way to the park. So she followed us to the park. That's awesome. Now, often what unusual? Yes, I would say that's unusual. Repetitive? <laughs> yes, I would say repetitive, definitely. And so I tuned in, in addition, just, just purely enjoying the experience, you know, without trying to, oh, what's the, what's the message here? But of course, at one point I had, you know, all right, Mr. Spirit Animal Guy, what's the message? I did just exactly what we did. And I'm a, um, I have a confession to make. I'm a wannabe rock and roll star. I should say I used to be. <laughs> you know, I love music. I've played That's guitar almost my whole life. I've written songs, original songs, etc., and some of them are pretty darn good. I, uh, I, I like them, and um, very much into the lyrics, etc. But there are periods I, I notice in my life when I when I just don't pick up the guitar, sing and play. The message I got was sing. Oh wow! Yeah, really powerfully. And the other is. Um, the other message, I got a second message from Owl Spirit, is um, sing with others, you know, to do so with others. Now, I have uh, two stepdaughters, one 18, and I've been 
shall I say, threatening. I said, I, I want you to come down and well, let's sing together. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You know, she's very self-conscious about, which I understand most people are, about singing out loud, especially with somebody else. So I got that. And then I got a third one that was a little less um, clear right at first, which is get, not, not exactly get, but um, remember the shadow elements in yourself, you know, make sure that you're aware of those. Because um, the owl flies in the darkness, but also what most people don't know, they also fly in the, when it's daytime too, you just don't see them as often, but they, they, are, um, they are creatures of the dark. And so it made sense that they, the communication would be about shadows. So yeah. I, I uh, diligently, because I, I do a down, I do a journal every day, you know, on the computer, and sometimes I journey, etc. Uh, or I just call them downloads, you know, I tune in and mm -hmm. listen to what ancestors have to say, or the voice or Raven or whoever it may be. And sure enough, it was um, the message that we're coming through is about being pay attention to your shadows. Shadows are those, uh, Carl Jung came up with the idea that the subconscious, sometimes we just bury parts of ourselves. But uh, if you take all those out, look at them, you put the light on them, they don't have as much control or power over you. And so mm -hmm. at, at that time in my life, I said a year, probably more closer to two years, I think a year and a half, uh, it was really important to just pay heed to my shadows, those elements in myself. I. You know, there's a there's a killer inside each one of us. You know, most people are a little bit shocked by that, but there is. But fortunately, it gets socialized. Yeah. <laughs> you know, appropriately so. You know, we don't want to harm other people. You know, it's a it's that overrides the shadow. But better to be aware of it. Go driving, you know, and some driver, you know, does some really weird thing. It's like, ah, you know, the demon wants the to shadow come out. Like, yeah. Relax. It's okay. It's okay. Take a breath. Everything's fine. They had something more important to do. You know, the self-talk, you know, just talk the demon, talk, talk yourself out of the, uh, responding to the yeah. shower. Thank That's you. Right. A great opportunity to work with that. Uh, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> you know that one, huh? Uh -huh. There's, a, there's, there's the shadow of the woman inside a man, the shadow of a man inside of a woman. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, you can go all over the place with that. Those different characteristics that, for whatever reason, socialization, child rearing, trauma, etc. You know, we've stuck them uh, in that bag that we drag behind us. Anyway, I could go on and on, but I'll I'll stop there with that. Uh, that was the message, anyways. Pay attention. You know, all the all those all three of those that came through with uh, Owl Spirit. Thank you, Owl. I love that. That was a beautiful story. Amazing. And I love that it took you into that shadow work aspect too, because I know a lot of people, even though it's been going on since the nineties, you know, is really relevant right now. People are really working hard on their shadow selves, mm -hmm. you know, having that awareness and working with those parts to, you know, emotionally mature. Yeah. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing for the transition of the planet for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Imagine dragons, uh, the musical group has a, a song like that. Uh, the demons inside, I forget the exact title, but something like that. That's, mm -hmm. that's one way to characterize. Uh, it's a great song. Great song, great group too. But um, yeah, so that's that's the whole thing about spirit animals that I think is just completely helpful and enjoyable. And I, I just really urge each and every one of you who's listening, um, give it a try. You know, give it a try. It's not that difficult. Just take some practice and some attention. That's it. That's it. Yeah, it really is a beautiful thing to bring into your life and have and have an awareness of. It brings a, a magical component to your life in working with spirit, for sure. Yeah. Is there anything that um, we didn't touch on that you would like to end with? Possibly a gem to end us end the conversation with. We are going through a a period of deconstruction. It's pretty apparent, you know, from all that's happening. Yeah. Um, I think that what is critical about this is don't cave in, you know, to it there. It's a little harder to navigate these days, you know, for any number of reasons, the earth is evolving as it's been doing for four and a half billion years. It's changing. Yes. And some people say, well, it's the humans, you know, that are doing it. Well, probably some truth in that, but the earth would evolve no matter what. 
but in this period of a friend calls it uncreating or deconstruction or devolution there's a number of terms for it but structures that we've been familiar with are crumbling it's just the way it is a lot of people are feeling fear it's just the way it is you know mm -hmm. the i mean there's waves of fear that are running through the populace it's the collective uh, subconscious here's my pitch for that though is do a spiritual discipline every day something that helps you be aligned with spirit and your purpose and i think that's critical what i don't care what it is you know don't get caught in fundamentalism religious or spirituality you know the the fundamentalism is like it, too rigid you know there's a fluidity that's necessary right now and the capacity to adapt quickly is required and what will support that are, is doing things like working with spirit animals you know praying uh creative expression you know you get afraid go out friggin dance your fear yes you know things like that any creative expression helps during this time but also that discipline daily discipline of realigning or staying aligned as much as you possibly can with spirit we are not human beings we are not a body that's holding a spirit we are spirit and yes. you know that's a different take than um creating a dualistic kind of split human beings having a spiritual experience ah, horse pucky you know we're we're spirit, <laughs> we're spirit in expression you I are Liz in expression. I am Stephen in expression. Just let that sink in. Anyway, those words of wisdom from the mouth of Dr. Stephen Farmer. <laughs> I love that, Dr. Farmer. Thank you. I think that's very important right now. Thank Great. you for that contribution. And how can people reach you? Uh, website's easiest, DR, as in Dr. Dr. Stephen. That's got a V in it. DrStephenFarmer.com. Uh, same thing on uh, Facebook, Dr. Stephen Farmer, and, and uh, you can sign on. Uh, you'll get mailings. You, if you go to the website, you can get on the mailing list, etc., and check out what I'm up to, you know, any particular day. These days, of course, talking about the animals book, uh, Personal Encounters with uh, Spirit Animals, uh, Real Life Tales. Wonderful. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. I know everybody else will too. And also your new Oracle deck um, coming, out, coming out, Messages from the Ancestors. So everybody be looking for that as well. Dr. Farmer, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a pleasure to host you. Such a great conversation. Yeah, I enjoyed it too, thoroughly. Thank you, Liz. And thanks for the work that you're doing in the world. We're all needed on the front. That would be the last thing I would say. Just yes. everybody on the front line. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you everyone for joining me today on Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Raise the Vibe with Liz and my website at lizeshealingtouch.com. Thank you everybody. And remember to get out there and raise the vibe. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.